This is a Hot Pie Original. Hi, and welcome to the Amy Edwards Show. I'm your host, Amy, and I'm thrilled that you're here and that I'm here. And if you are here, we're all about transforming our lives in the most efficient and easy way possible, going a little bit easier on ourselves and building habits that make us into the most shining, rocking, badass version of ourselves. So today we have one of my favorite conversations that I think I've ever had in my life with Sky King. And I am so happy that it is recorded and that we get to share it out into the universe. Could not be more thrilled. Um, it's about how to get heard, but it's about so much more. And it's about who we are fundamentally as humans and your purpose and transformation and his own transformation. And I'm so excited to share it today. So the way we're going to do this is I'm going to talk for a little bit. We're going to have our conversation. And then in my outro, I'm going to start doing an affirmation every single episode. So please stick around for that today. And it's based just on everything that we talk about. So let's get started. A little bit of business too. If you can, please rate, subscribe, hit those five stars. So much gratitude from my heart to yours because it really, really does matter in this podcasting world. As many of you know, probably because you're probably got your own podcast or something, or you're thinking about it as many people are, which Sky and I are going to talk about today. And I'm stoked. Um, also sign up for the newsletter too, if you haven't yet. It is available at amyedwards.com. It arrives once a week and I promise it is unobtrusive and easy and just uh, gives a little extra perspective on whatever we talk about during the week in these shows. So thank you so much for being here. Let's get started. Good Life produces a line of ultra premium basics to ensure you always look your best while being at your most comfortable. Good Life was developed by a team of fashion industry veterans who aim to provide the best fitting essentials from the finest of materials made right here in the USA. Good Life just opened a new store in the Domain North side. So stop by the new Austin location and get 20% off when you mention code Amy20. Code is also valid on your entire order at goodlifeclothing.com. Again, the code is Amy20 for 20% off at Good Life Clothing. Okay, today we're going to talk about how to get heard, but it's so much more than that. Sky has a story of transformation in his own life and it is so powerful and he's so smart and well-read and it's just incredible. I'm so excited to share it and I'm going to have to listen to it again because it's packed with so much information that I know that I need to go back and, and we're going to put as many links as we can in the episode notes. So you can go back and refer to that. So again, we're going to talk to Sky King in just a few minutes. And initially I had thought about getting heard and that had come up for me because we've been talking about listening and it just seemed like a natural progression, especially if you have a message to share, which likely you do, even if you don't know it yet or not, or even if you're not clear on it, how do we get it out there? How do we get heard? And how do we feel like we're using our time effectively to do so? And that's that was really interesting to talk to Sky about today because I think a lot of times in getting heard, there can be a lot of ego involved for sure. I know with me there can, you know, uh, it's, a, we, we really like realize the noisiness of this world or of social media. And it can be frustrating when you think, you know, Oh, I have something important to share and no one's listening. <laughs> and so what, there's a couple things. One is giving yourself the space and being easy on yourself to just relax and allow things to grow. I mean, plants don't go from a seed to a tree overnight. You know, it, it has to grow slowly. And such is life, as fucking annoying as that is. <laughs> it's true. The second thing is, is that one of the things this guy says a lot in today's interview is getting curious. And he talks about that in the context of podcast conversations and being curious and learning. That's about learning essentially. And so I think one of the paradoxes of getting heard is how curious are you? You know, how much are you listening? Because um, the more you're listening, the more you are really truly learning and tapping into that and letting that ego fall away. And then perhaps then 
you're getting heard more because your message is resonating more with vulnerability, with less ego and with more heart. Right. So, um, the second thing I want to touch on about getting heard today is listening to our physical. And, and I know back in episode eight, if you haven't listened to that with Caitlin Howe, we talked a lot about uh, getting in touch with your intuition and listening to that. And I absolutely love that episode. So check it out if you haven't, or maybe, maybe give it another re-listen because she talked about listening to our intuition and really hearing what it has to say. And so I think that um, sometimes we tend not to hear our physical, like, and we have these parts of ourselves that are trying to be heard. That's what I'm saying. They're trying to be heard and we aren't listening. And so it's parts of ourselves trying to be heard, getting heard. How, how do they get heard? And they will keep hounding at us until we hear them. You know, I mean, physically speaking, I think you can probably understand that when you have a pain or anything else. But I I think that it's not just like the physical, like, oh, I'm not listening to this and I need to go to the doctor. It's more than that. It's, is your upper back hurting? Is, Is that related to your heart? Is it closed? You know, like where can we really listen? And what happened to me this last week, first off, I had a super emotional week and it was a weird week. And I thought I was going to talk about detachment today, but you know, this came up instead and I'm glad it did. And so maybe next week we'll talk about detachment, but, um, you know, detaching from outcome and Sky and I actually touch on that a little bit today, but this, I, I really listened to my physical and I was like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hearing what my body is trying to tell me, like my physical or my spiritual or whatever it is, is talking. How does it get heard? And so I had the weirdest thing happen. Like I wasn't really listening to what was going on in reality. And what happened was my ears started itching and it was super fucking weird. Like inside my ears. And I was telling my daughter, I was like, I don't know what's going on with me, but my ears are just like itching. Like, and, um, and, and, and I I didn't, it didn't occur to me that maybe my physical self was trying to tell me something and I wasn't listening. Uh, instead I just was like, maybe something's wrong or, you know, did something bite me? I don't know. And, um, it was mainly my right ear. And so, which, um, I forget. I think that's your masculine side. And so anyway, the side related to control and all that. And so I, um, I didn't realize until today really. And I was like, there are so many things that are really going on in my heart and in my reality and in my, mm, to talk Byron Katie for a second in my, what is, you know, in my real life that I'm not even listening to. And it was just, it was just tapping me into hearing. Like, are you really hearing? Am I really hearing? Am I hearing what my body's telling me? Am I hearing what my soul is telling me? Am I hearing what my intuition is telling me? So where is our body trying to be heard? Like, how does it get heard? It gets heard through pain, through itching, through all these sorts of things. And so I just want to like say, maybe there's ways to tap into that. Like I said, too, I know that my heart, like it was in transition this last week. And I could tell that I was struggling with not putting up walls around it and keeping it open. Like um, the Michael Singer stuff, Untethered Soul, like Surrender Experiment, all the stuff he talks about, about really keeping your heart open and sometimes that's hard because we just start to close up. And I just felt like the muscles in my back, even during meditation, as I was trying to tap into my heart, I could feel that they were hurting. And I was like, man, that's all related. And I just had to really sit with it and, and, and hear what it was saying to me. And, um, and so I guess I just wanted to encourage you to just be in touch with what wants to be heard from yourself from your soul, from your heart, from your physical, all of it. It wants to be heard. And sometimes that's all it's about. Like, (laughs) then we just listen. And the bigger picture like of that is like what Sky was talking about and is like, um, 
the paradox of getting curious and getting quiet and listening and how relaxing into that can actually have our ego drop away. And then we're getting heard more because we're more in touch with our hearts. I hope that makes sense because it does to me, the more we're in touch with our sincere purpose, the quieter we get, the more in touch we get with our sincerity, our vulnerability, our truth and our purpose. And the more we're in touch with that, the more sincere we are. And the more sincere we are, the more people are going to be like, oh, huh, that's, that's something that speaks to me. I want to hear that because it calls to my heart. And so I just feel like sit with your purpose a little bit, you know, even if you don't know what that is, that's perfectly fine. Go easy on yourself. Give yourself a little space. You know, I'm all about that. At the same time too, last week I was talking a lot about habits. Check in with your habits. Maybe, and maybe, you know, Sky talks about this, maybe just the baby steps of it. You know, just, um, I'm a big proponent of baby steps and just like, maybe just try to sit for five minutes, set your phone timer, just sit and see what comes up and listen feel, listen to your body, listen to all of it. And just don't worry so much about it all. And just remember that you're maybe that seed or a sprout or a little uh, sapling. (laughs) And, And it's all part of the growth and part of the journey and part of the beauty that is this thing we are in right now. So I am so excited to bring you this conversation today. It is, as I said, Sky King. You can find out more about him and his work with podcasts because he is an extremely successful podcast marketer at modernstoa.co. And you can also find him at Consumer Sky on Twitter and at I am a Sky King. And yeah, that's his real name, which is badass, right? I mean, how great to go through life with a name like that. Uh, he's on Instagram at I am a Sky King. And so um, he's going to describe to you what modern stoa means. And that's what we start off with today. And I just want to give a huge thank you to him for the way he, his intention today was to show up and spoiler, sorry. And, uh, and he really did. And it's just like blew my socks off. I mean, I, I, yes, I'm emotional today, but I almost cried like five times. I just felt like so moved by his own sincerity. And, and I, I don't know, just super excited to share his life. And it's really interesting, you guys. So um, encourage you to listen and, uh, and then, you know, maybe listen again, because I know the people around here were like, wow. And so, um, and share it with a friend if you feel so called. So definitely check out Sky too. And um, let's get started on the conversation. Hi. What's up? I always like some Palo Santo. I don't know if you've listened and I do this and I set a little intention and I don't know. Um, you feeling an intention for the day? Yeah. So when I was doing uh, my guided meditation this morning, my the thing that came to me was really much just like showing up today, trying to bring all the energy I can. I love Gravitational that. creation. Gravitational creation. Yeah. What does that even mean? Just like you are the gravity yeah. and you're creating from that? Be the gravity. Be the gravity? Yeah. Do you like some? Sure. Thank you. I like that. Where where'd you even get that? Be the gravity. So. Because um, I guess I think of gravity. I don't know. I've actually been reading about black holes right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, it's been in my reading list. And uh, so... I've been thinking about that. You know, there's all these things in the universe that are creating gravity. Do we create our own gravity? So I'm not a physicist. I believe like all mass <laughs> has gravity. Yeah. I do. <laughs> Your think name that's the is case. Sky King. So you I, know, know. I know. I do think all mass does. And like, obviously there's different levels, but it all came from uh, Eric Godsey and I built this journal called the Dharma journal. And in it, you go really, really deep and kind of like we say, we let your, like your soul dance with your psyche. He's on the show next week. Oh, sick. He'll probably yes. talk about it then okay, too. Good. So you can get a full. So full you thing. let your soul, so tell me that one more time. You let your soul. So we, we bring you really, really, really deep in through Eric's guided meditation to where you are allowing things to come up. And a lot of it is what like your Dharma is, right? So that's like kind of your soul's reason for being. Okay. And it's like, I look at that as like the energy that I want to bring to the world and to the day. And for me, that is like gravitational creation. And so what that means is to be someone who can bring things in like Justin, like Justin is a gravitational creator, you know, like things just happen around him Yes. and to try and foster that. And I think you have to be like hyper present for that. You have to be very gracious, humble, excited 
And so that's what I'm trying to foster. And you have to be um, direct about it, I think. Cause like, I felt like I was like kind of all over the place with like my podcast and stuff. And I, I got really, that's how I manifested this podcast, mm-hmm. actually. Like, I sat and got really directional with like, okay, what do I really want and clear on that? And sometimes you don't know exactly how it's going to arrive, or you know, you never do, I guess. You For detach sure. from that mode of it arriving, but you know that you're magnetizing or gravitationally creating it. A hundred percent. There was this moment like right before COVID, like right after I'd left Aubrey to start my own company Uh and I reflected on like the last, you know, two to three years. And I was like, Oh wow. Like I wrote this email to Ryan holiday in 2016 saying I wanted to do this. And now I was like sitting there emailing Ryan holiday being like, I've done this. And I was like, every single thing I didn't realize it was exactly what I wanted. What? And it was wild because it didn't feel that way the whole time. And it took that like little moment of reflection. I probably got like a time hop on my app and I was like, oh, wow, like this is everything I asked for. Whoa. I'm reading Ego is the, is the Enemy right now too. I'm, I I slowly go through these books and stuff and so I can digest them. And that's been one for the last know, six months that I've been working on Yeah, and I'm getting a lot out of it. I'm for a big sure. fan of his. Yeah. He, he really kicked off my whole journey. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that what modern STOA is about? So Stoa? So yeah, modern Stoa. So Sorry, I spelled it out. No I, worries. Yeah, modern Stoa. Yeah, so uh, so the painted Stoa in Athens is where Zeno, the first Stoic, would stand upon and preach. And like teach, I should say, not preach. Mm-hmm. And the people... It's who, a fine line. <laughs> I know, it is. It is a fine line. And like I think Stoics do a good job of not becoming too culty, but obviously like this is thousands of years ago and still a thing today. So uh-huh. um, we haven't changed that much in thousands of years. Yeah. Uh, so like he would go and like te- teach his followers there. And that is those were the original Stoics because they sat outside of the Stoa and learned. And so that's where the word Stoa comes from. And I think ah. podcasts are the modern Stoa. Yeah. And so another like kind of like hilarious story with Ryan and where this kind of came all full circle is he almost came on as a client and then he saw my name. He was like, this is too close to something I'm working on. He built a bookstore in Bastrop. Yes. I've been meaning to go. Yeah. Um, I saw that it just opened and he was just talking about taking a risk and doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's called the painted porch bookshop. The stow is a porch. So it's the, it's literally the same name. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, that makes sense. (laughs) Well, so I mean, I like that you have worked to incorporate your philosophy into what you do and live it through and through. And I think that that's the story of transformation in our lives. Like, how do we get to the point where everything we do is infused with our philosophy? And I know that you have a pretty powerful story of transforming your life. And you're young. How old are you? I'm 28. You're 28. Oh my God. You're so ahead of the game, man. I feel behind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I'm 48. So in my eyes, you're way, way ahead. And um, yeah. So, you know, you worked in the pharmaceutical field. Yeah. So I worked for one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies in the world. Um, I did global branding, global pricing, uh, which was like super fascinating. I loved it. Like intellectually, it was really interesting. But uh, my name is Sky King. I grew up in like a family that I've legitimately taken pharmaceutical drugs, including aspirin, like sub 10 times probably. Um, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And a little bit about your family too. Your father, Larry King, was instrumental in the start of women's tennis. And yep. please correct me if I make a mistake. And um, your mother, uh, I don't know too much about your mother, um, but I know that she's been a big influence in your life. For sure. And then also your stepmother for a short time was the godmother, godmother, godmother. My dad's oh, first wife. No your dad's first wife. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, before your mom. Yes. Got it. Got it. So she's your godmother is Billie Jean King. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, um, my dad and Billy met in college, um, felt like very deeply in love. My dad, I grew up very, very blessed, especially like kind of for the times that we live in today, because my dad's father, even at that point, like wouldn't go to segregated places. My dad has a story when he was like four years old, where he would drive, they went to like this family camp. They were super poor, didn't get a lot. And so they're driving to this family camp and his dad sees, and this is like, so my dad right now is 75. So this is like probably like early forties, like at like late forties, early fifties. And he sees that there's like the camp, it says whites only. So they drive like seven hours, they turn around. And like, that's been instilled in like my family for forever. And so I grew up, grew up with that. And so similarly, you grew up with people walking the walk and infused with like exactly who they are yep. and like living it. 100%. So, I mean, you were seeing that your whole life. Whole life. And then when, when Billy and my dad met and she was like the best tennis player at Berkeley, but didn't have a scholarship where all these men, including my dad, who isn't a good tennis player did, he was like, you're treated like a second class citizen. You can't be like this. And she didn't quite get it at the time. 
like he was there for that whole journey of like helping women get equal pay in sports, Title IX, like all of that stuff. And so <laughs> I'm it was really cool. So, oh, God, that's so badass. I'm yeah. just I'm such a fan of hers, too. And just, you know, all the women's lib and stuff that went on back then. And, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, so anyway, so you grew up with a family like that. Back for to sure. your story. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious about your own transformation and growing into who you are now. Yeah. So I, uh, I think I've always wanted to be someone who did things a little bit differently. I'm an Enneagram four. So like I like uniqueness. Um, mm-hmm. and so I got in a little bit of trouble my senior year in high school and I was looking at schools on the East coast that whole summer. And this school approached me called Wabash college it's an all male school in Indiana. And I was like, this is someplace where I can like slow down, really work and develop myself. And it was like really one of the first times where I made a decision that was very counterintuitive because I looked forward to college being this like fun party thing my entire life. And instead, I went into the middle of nowhere with 800 dudes. (laughs) Uh, So that was like the first kind of like big like, okay, I have to stay in alignment. Then um, the best job you could get out of that school was uh, this company called Eli Lilly. And so my ego like got in the way, even though again, I was like, I've been working for Billy, living in New York. Like I'd been doing social media marketing, trying to start my own companies since like 2011. So it was like really at the forefront of that. But like, I think again, it was just kind of like an ego move where it was like, I'm going to be important. I'm going to work for this big pharmaceutical company. I'm going to make a lot of money, like all this stuff. All the stuff that Ryan talks about. And exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my parents were so confused. <laughs> Because like they know I've wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was like five, and like they're like, is he having an early life crisis? For sure, yeah, yeah. And so I get there, and I'm just like, whoa, like what have I done? And that's where I learned a huge lesson, which is like never to be in what I call purgatory. So that's where you are, where you are, but you're wishing you were somewhere else. And I was in purgatory there for three years. None. I think that's a short time to learn that lesson. <laughs> I have so many friends. I'm serious. I'm like, people just leapt to mind and it, it almost makes me want to cry because like they are stuck. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you see it all the time and like, I'm still stuck in certain ways. Right. And so like for me, my we learning, are, we're yeah. all growing. Yes. Yeah. My yeah. learning is always like, how can I get fast? Like let's get out of purgatory fast, which is like, you know, face reality fast. Mm. Like Robert Greene and Ryan Holiday talk about that a lot. It's like, how do you see reality? Like how do you get as close to what is real as possible? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. You did it fast. I'm about efficiency. I'm about pragmatism and I'm about like, how can we do this fast and really like move our lives forward in the best way possible? So what advice do you give to somebody that's stuck? Is there a way for them to get out? Like that's, that would listen to advice, I suppose, you know? I think the This is a little bit counterintuitive again, but I think actually the best way to get out is to go in. So like if I could give advice to myself back then, it would have always been learn as much as you can right now. Realize you're not going to be here forever and actually go deep into it Mm because then you'll come out like it's really like when your psyche is kind of split and it's like, I want to be here. Like I'm not where I want to be. Like, no, I'm here now. How do I make the most of this situation? And I think you will guide yourself out when you do that. I guess so. I guess so. I, uh, I think people become tired, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, there's so many other factors, even physical factors that get in the way they get in a rut, they get tired and they get maybe bound by money, For sure. you know, or children and all these other life things. I, um, I had some things come up in my personal life in the last week and I attended my first codependence anonymous meeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. And that's a whole nother story. But anyway, I was listening to the other people speak during it. And it just, I really just felt so much compassion in my heart because one thing that I heard all these people were saying, they would say how they were feeling today. And they were like, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. And people just get so tired, you know? And and even though our ego can take over and we can get in these situations that are hard to break, it's it's about like learning how to break those patterns. And that means even taking care of our physical and all that. How do you do that? Yeah. I mean, this is a great transition into podcast for me because this is where I was kind of like searching for something, right? Yeah. I was like very much out of alignment. I was feeling very tired. I was very overweight. out of alignment. I yes, like that. Out of phrase. alignment. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I was, you know, 235 when usually I rock like 180. Um, oh, you put on a lot of weight, a lot huh? of weight, put on a lot of weight. Um, super depressed. Like definitely feel like at the beginning of some autoimmune issues, I was living in hotels, because I was traveling so much mm-hmm. for work. And that's when I started listening to podcasts and they like fundamentally shifted my life. So there's one like an intellectual thing and I was super fascinated with them. 
but also like because of some of the podcasts I was listening to, I lost 50 pounds all through diet, right? No exercise. Then I started exercising differently. Then I got super curious and started learning like so much more. Then I was able to see and start reading like a ton of books on media and seeing how advertising people who own media conglomerates, like how they influence the reality that we all live in. And that was kind of where I was like, okay, I have to get into this industry. That's so cool. But I also want to point out that like you didn't like expect it all overnight. Like it was gradual. It was a gradual shift into like better habits. I For think. sure. And Just- again, yeah. Podcast did a great job at that because they were like reality about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like listening to Tim Ferriss. Was like this is going to take months. And it's like you have to build the habits like James Clear. And it's like, how do you start super small? And so for me, it was like, cool, I'm going to start. You know, a lot of people start intermittent fasting and just like, okay, I'm just not going to eat till noon, whatever. So that really worked mm-hmm. for me. What I actually started with was sleep. I was like, okay, uh, how do I focus oh on sleep? Oh my God. It's like we're like right aligned, talking about alignment. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm a sleep freak. I mean, that's where it's all at. For sure. I mean, get your sleep fucking right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, and then and then you got to pay attention to your caffeine and your food and your drugs that you're taking or whatever. But that's all sleep, right? That does it's that all, all sleep. Day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So like- I, I mean, what is uh, Matthew Walker? Have you read yeah. Why We Sleep? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So good. I highly recommend yeah. it for everyone. I mean, I had to work my way through that for a long time because I read it instead of listen to it. But it's yeah. but it's it's connected to every single thing. And there is no just to tell people there is no catching up on sleep. No. Yeah. Nope. Sleep debt. He does not believe in it. Um, <laughs> it's not a thing. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, again, you start with caffeine, alcohol, like time it better, like figure all of that mm-hmm. out. And then you start to, you know, use like an aura ring or whoop watch. You can actually start to like gamify. Exactly. <laughs> and then you just start to notice yourself have better habits. And then for me, like the pounds just like started going off because one, I was sleeping better. So my body was working better too. I wake up in the morning, not hungover, really well rested. It's like, cool. Yeah. I'm actually good to like eat pure protein or yeah. eggs or something. You know what I mean? And like, it all kind of fell down from there. Okay. So let's talk about your professional life then. Yeah. So you felt like you'd gotten in this purgatory or something, but I, I think that you answered the question, like how can those people who say I'm tired or I'm stuck right here, get out of it. It's baby steps. It's like baby steps of, I am about transforming your life as efficiently as possible, but it's also going easy on yourself and allowing yourself the space to just evolve. Like, okay, not IMF till, till noon, you know? Yeah. And, um, so how did that look? I guess once you realized you wanted to be in that industry, how did you feel about making that shift? Cause that's a big transformation. Yeah, for sure. So step one was I started my own podcast and I like, I did it like as much from the ground up as I could did all of the work myself, didn't like hire anybody else to do anything and just tried to understand exactly how to do it. And at the time it was before, you know, Podbean and made it easier and all this stuff. It was like I had. What year was this? It was like 2015, 2014. Okay. Yeah, I had to like. Well, there was still. Yeah, there. I was using Libsyn. I think I started in 2014. Yeah. So, but doing it on, you know. Yeah, I'd used Blueberry, which, and then I had to like host it on my site. Yeah, it was it was pretty brutal. (laughs) Um, but again, it was all a great learning process. Then I started using it to just like meet some of my heroes that were in Indianapolis and like interview them, interview my friends, like went through that whole process absolutely like was like i love this like this Mm -hmm. is for me and then had you ever done anything like that before like radio or anything like that no uh, no you just listened enough just it's like reading a lot and you become a writer you know it's like yeah same sort of thing 100 percent. yeah i just listened a ton and that was a good you know good opportunity to practice and then Mm -hmm. um i basically had emailed ryan and i was like hey i work at this pharmaceutical company I really appreciate the work that you've done. I just finished Conspiracy. It was like my favorite book of all time. I haven't so, read that. Do I need so to? Good. It's so good. Conspiracy. Yeah. Conspiracy. Okay. Yeah. It's about how Peter Thiel took down Gawker. Um, oh, yes. So if you're interested in media, if you're interested in like... I think I've heard of it yeah, now it's, that you it's said so that. It's so good. It's, mm-hmm. it's his best book. And I remember sure. when that happened and everything. So, okay. Yeah. It was wild. And uh, he was like, you should hit up Gary V. And I was like, <laughs> I kind of hate Gary V, which now I like him. I like... Why I, did you hate Gary Vee? I thought he was so annoying. Cause like, and especially it was because I <laughs> actually just, I can kind of understand that. Yeah. And I just watched his interview with Ryan and it was just, he was just wouldn't let Ryan like go through his book. And I was like, dude, like shut the fuck up. Like, I've listened to podcasts like that where you're like, you've got some sort of agenda in your head. Just zip it and let the person talk. For sure. And like, so the next episode Gary had on was Aubrey. And I'd already read Aubrey's book, was familiar with him, listened to him a bunch. And then he said, my mom lost to Billie Jean King at Wimbledon on the podcast. And I was like, oh shit. So I called, <laughs> I called Billy. I was like, I looked up, I figured out who Aubrey's mom was, called her. He's like, do you know Kathy? And she was like, yeah, she's amazing. Have you talked to her? Like, how's she doing? And I was like, I don't know, but like, I need you to connect me with her son. And she was like, all right, get her number. I'll connect. And so I like literally like reverse engineered her number, found it online, got it to my godmother. She just started calling it until we got her right number. They talk. <laughs> 
And then like Billy and like at this point, like I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm out of the pharmaceutical company. Like I'm just going to send it no matter what, like I'm moving forward. And I like, they connect Aubrey's like, yeah, I'll, I'll do an interview with you. So I come down to interview with him. I don't have a position I'm interviewing for. Like nothing is available. <laughs> I'm just there to go talk to him. And he's basically like, we have like an hour and a half conversation, go super deep on a ton of different topics. Like it was a pretty powerful moment, I think for me, especially because sure. I, Aubrey. yeah, it was Aubrey. <laughs> and I just finished like, uh, like he was, it was right before his accident, but things were kind of like very like haywire for him too. And I just finished like world cup partying, like all of this stuff. I was like, not in a good state either. And we're just sitting there like for an hour and a half, just like going through this stuff. I'm like kind of being like tearing apart some of his interviews, like saying how I can help, like all this stuff. And then. Did you feel like super confident that like you could help? I mean, oh, yeah, obviously 100%. you did, but you didn't, you didn't necessarily have the experience. So again, like this is one thing about pharmaceutical companies is really good at marketing. Oh, so you had the <laughs> experience had in marketing, marketing. Yeah, and I, you were just sort of just picking that up and putting it in another Yeah. And industry. also he needed, I could tell he needed social media help. And again, I've been doing that since 2011. Yeah. So like, it was like, for me, it was like a very obvious, like I can hundred percent help you. Like I know I can. Um, since 2011, since you were 18? Yeah. 18. Yeah, wow. yeah. Yeah. That's when I started, tried to start my first social media company. It was You're an early gap. adapter. That's what you are. Definitely. Definitely try to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and then he was basically like, look, we don't have a position for you, but if you want to quit your job, which was like a really good job and go work the front desk of the on gym, you can. And I was like, let's do it. <laughs> and so then I was making smoothies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now here you are. Now here I am. Yeah. And so then basically within a month, the VP of marketing at the time, like talked to me. He was like, what did you do before? I'm like, this is like, come meet with me. So then I started working for on it a little bit, like got to do some of their marketing really focusing on like different ways that we could get audio to people. So like thinking about how we use podcasts and Alexa and create like content specifically for Alexa and like all this other stuff. Oh my and God. Then, that's never even occurred to me. Yeah. yeah. Everybody make a note. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then Aubrey eventually like there's a big transition. He was like, you ready? And I was like, let's do it. And so then like two months later, he pulled me onto his team. Wow. Yeah. And then, but now you're on your own. Now I'm on my own. Yeah. So then when, Basically, we started doing pretty well, started mm -hmm. growing like pretty fast. We got like some really big numbers. And then he had never monetized his podcast before. And so I was like, hey, I'll build you an ad business because I'm already doing it for Kyle Kingsbury. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, cool, let's do it. We hit like, we did super well, like in the first quarter, like incredibly well. He was stoked. I was stoked. And I started making more money doing that like four times what I was getting from Onnit. So I was like, I need to do this. And then when Aubrey stepped down as CEO of Onnit, he was basically like, Yo, and on it wanted me to continue to work for him. And he was basically like, you know, start your own company. I'll be your first client. Let's go. And so, yeah. I mean, and there's a whole thing about listening to yourself and finding that alignment of like what calls to you and what you're noticing that you're really good at. For sure. And that's part of, again, that purgatory, not listening to what really is speaking to you, yep. you know? 100%. 100%. Just because you might not be dressing up doesn't mean you shouldn't dress well. Good Life is American-made from the finest materials. And Good Life's core collection of premium essentials keeps you looking good and feeling great. Good Life just opened a new store in the Domain Northside here in Austin. So stop by this new Austin location and get 20% off in-store when you mention code AMY20, A-M-Y 20. Code is also valid on your entire order at goodlifeclothing.com. Elevate your game with Good Life. And um, so <sighs> did you, did you feel like, I want to know like about your like spiritual practice a little bit, like about your tapping in and listening and, and finding that. Yeah. So, uh, my spiritual practice, I would say started when I was seven. Um, I was like in, obsessed with reading and because I grew up in Kauai and there wasn't a lot of good educational opportunities. Basically in third grade, my teacher, um, got pregnant. And so the sub was just like awful. My mom took me out of the class, put me in a private Christian school. I was again, obsessed with reading and I was reading a lot of Harry Potter and they, wouldn't let me read Harry Potter at school. My parents were like, no, keep reading. They wouldn't let me do it. And essentially I basically was like asked to leave. So I was like removed. And like my teacher like took me out of the class, washed my feet and saved me. And then like from Harry Potter, from Harry Potter, from the devil, from the Harry devil, <laughs> witchcraft and wizardry. <laughs> and so I became an aggressive atheist at like third grade, oh like super God. aggressive. I was reading Sam Harris in seventh grade. <laughs> like I would go in and like be like 
just like, you know, all these other seventh graders were just like, oh, doing whatever their parents told them. And I would just like, like, just go in on like into faith, letters to a Christian nation, all this stuff. And I was just like hurting people, oh my like just God. hurting people. And I was like, oh, I remember my, oh, I'm sure it was, it was actually kind of sad. And then I remember oh. my junior year in high school, I was like, I'm just laughing at the picture of you reading Sam Harris. I know. Age, I know. Like. I was obsessed, like obsessed with atheism and wow. uh, getting in Facebook arguments, like original troll of that stuff back, wow. back then. But, um, and then. I remember there's this day where we, my buddies and I had made this like AP psychology, like skit and in it, like throw the Bible. And I remember just this like wave went through <gasps> my school of people that like gasp. were really hurt and yeah. like oh. some of them my friends. And I like really took like an inner look and I was like, this is coming from a place of anger. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, realistically, I don't know. <laughs> like, I have no idea. This is the question everybody's been asking right. for all of humanity. Like, mm-hmm. what are we, what is out there? Like all that stuff. So there's no way I actually know. Mm-mm. That's when I became agnostic. And then... I had like, you know, really, I would say most of kind of the spirituality that I do have came like working with Aubrey and like fit for service and all of that stuff as sure. like it is for most people. But that's what kind of opened me up to it. And like for me, it isn't necessarily spirituality, but it is a lot of just like back to the gravity thing. It's like we all have these energies. They are pulled towards each other and they're probably all connected at some level. Oh, well, on the quantum level too. Mm-hmm. I mean, these little bitty particles that like can communicate with each other. I don't, I don't understand it all. And I'm not even going to try to talk about it, but you get what I'm saying. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just like really being able to go deep into my, my own psyche, into my own experience, into like forgiving trauma, into doing like a lot of different, like there's this, this was crazy. There's this one day where I did like a, uh, the craziest stack, I would say, like if you have some deep, deep stuff you need to work through mm-hmm. and you, and you want to do it semi soberly, like how I would recommend you do it is we did um, 45 minutes of like breath work, like oh, really intense gosh. breath work while envisioning like what we want in the future. Then we went into a 45 minute sauna. And again, it was like this like dream is stuff has already happened, like see what comes up to see what's holding you back from like the reality that you want. Mm-hmm. Then I went to a sensory deprivation tank. And in that, wow. separate, yeah, in that sensory deprivation tank, I'm like sitting there with this like. I see this like golem version of myself. It's this little boy that's just like covered in slime. Like, and I'm just like, so I feel so sad for, for that, that experience and that, that boy. And then I'm like, just trying to like, love it. And just like, Hey, like I wanted to turn away. Right. Like I see sure. this internally. I want to turn away. And it's just this little boy covered in slime. And I'm like, wow. Like just trying to give it love, trying to give it love. And I go and do a voila session with Kimmy. Are you familiar with voila? No. So I just done all those things and I immediately go do a voila session. So this woman, Kimmy does these things called voila. And she basically is, I wouldn't like, it's crazy because she actually is like a fascist, fascist stretch therapist, but she's like very intuitive and she can just like feel your body and ask you questions. Yeah. It's crazy. So like, she was basically just asking me like, like she would go and she was like, you, you know, lost someone when you're 13. I was like, yeah, like one of my best friends OD'd an Oxycontin when I was 13. She's like, he wants Oof. to talk to you. Like, what do you have to say to him? And I was like, uh, like that stuff coming up. And then she was like, there's, there was a moment when you're six where you did something and you felt like so ashamed from it. And so like I was molested as a child and like my parents put me in therapy like immediately. And like, I was pretty good about that. But mm-hmm. like I started being sexual towards other kids um, from like five to six, seven. Mm-hmm. And then I got caught for doing that. And I remember lying to my father in mm-hmm. that moment and lying to him saying, no, I didn't do it. Even though he knew I did it, everybody knew I did it. And that's kind of like where that ended. And I literally like after all of these practices, again, completely sober, like in this session, go back to that little boy who was like covered in slime and I wash him in honesty as and I'm just sitting there like spreading energy around him, washing him in honesty. And it felt like every single moment that I'd experienced in my life just like collapsed on itself. And like every like bit of guilt and shame that I experienced just like reverberated through and like cleaned it all through. It's very powerful. I'll say. Yeah, so that's like, that's the most spiritual experience I probably had. And I'm, that's again, all like kind of internal for like this meat suit. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you for being so honest about it. I think so many people hold back, you know? For sure. And so many people can learn. I'm getting a little moved by that. Um, it's really beautiful. And uh, and loving those parts of ourselves is is the thing we have to get to. And it's however we get there. It's hard to get to. 100%. And then even when you get there, you don't know what to do with it. Yeah. I, I mean, washing him clean, that's such a beautiful, um, I don't know, action. For sure. <laughs> I guess we'll call it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, hmm. so what has that moved you into daily? Like, like, so that helped me with like commitment issues. So like immediately I agreed to, okay, I'm down to get engaged with my girlfriend. Um, I wasn't ready for that before at all. When was this? This was about a year ago oh yeah it's recent very recent okay yeah, yeah. um 
So that was a huge thing. Second thing was like, okay, cool. Like I'm super committed to building this company and I'm going to like go full force into it. And I've done like, um, did you feel more open though? I mean, like generally, Oh my just, God. Oh my God. It's just I like just a cried complete after. shift. It was a complete, it was immediate too. And I think like I've done wall off sessions with Kimmy before and like, it doesn't necessarily. Is that in Austin? Is it in Austin? Yeah. Kimmy's oh, in Austin. I'll connect that. you. Yeah. She's amazing. She's yeah. literally amazing. Um, but it never really meshed with like my view of the world because I am a bit more materialistic. So like, I was kind of like, ah, I don't know if this <laughs> is real, but doing that stack <laughs> yeah. of like just opening myself up through all of those different practices and immediately going into that, it was like, and then immediately I just cried tears. And I remember I went on a hike with like my best friend, Micah after, and it was, I was just like explaining everything that's happened, just like blown away. Yeah. I don't think I'll be able to stop crying for a while. It was a lot for sure. Yeah. yeah. And so what have you seen? So I know your business and you made these other shifts, but what have you seen like in your heart after that? Yeah. I mean, again, like open to it, like, it was like all of the things that I think were holding me back that I was holding my back self back from were very much released. And like, it, it's, it's a hard thing that we're holding ourselves back from for sure. Without a doubt. And like, it is true though. Like, you know, I think it is true. Yeah. Like That's we are our obstacle. We yeah. are our obstacle. That's why I'm saying you're so ahead of the game, man. Yeah. Like completely. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just eye opening to talk to somebody who's able to do these things. Like, and get them done. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And so, and, um, and that you're elevating this podcast form because I've been listening to, I'm kind of going to shift and talk about that a little bit. Yeah, of course. Um, I hear different things like, you know, you hear like, uh, Oh my God, the market's so saturated. Everybody's got a podcast now, uh, you know? And I feel like they get a little like shit on a little bit, sure. you know? And, um, my perspective is that, I am my purpose is to use my voice to help others find theirs and strengthen theirs. Mm-hmm. And however I use my voice, whether it's singing or rock music or, but it really this, it's really this. Yeah. And I've always been called to this a radio. And so I just believe that everybody has a powerful message to share if they can really get in touch with it and lift their voices. Um, and you know, I just was thinking maybe you had advice on getting heard. And I'm, I am curious about your perspective on that. Like, do you agree with that? With? With everybody having like something, a message that is important and valid. Without a doubt. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I, mean, I think, right. I think they have to tap into it themselves first. And often like that happens in like, in the podcast setting, you know, having somebody sit right. there curious about them for like an hour and let it evolve mm-hmm. to, um, I'm not one to have perfection right off the bat, you know, like let it evolve organically. Um, I guess too, like what I'm asking is as you're in the industry, do you think that it's too saturated? Do you think there's too much noise? Do you think it's going to be impossible for someone to get heard and not even necessarily? Yeah. I'm asking about podcasting, but then that branches out to other industries as well. Like, you know? Yeah. So I would say not at all. And I think a lot of people <laughs> doing that messaging are like, you know, establishment media who are seeing like nothing has shifted the world more than podcast in media in the last few years, like legitimately nothing like the power that it has to sell books, but to get politicians elected to like bring professors and topics like full, like full frontal is mm-hmm. it's an, it's insane. And I think it's so important because it broke all the trends. Like again, back in 2011, 2013, I think actually the study came out in 2015 saying that like we used in 2000, we were measured for our attention span using like EEG and we had a 12 second attention span by 2015. It was uh, eight seconds, which I is lower than a goldfish. Seconds. Yeah. It's lower than goldfish. Right. <laughs> and so like what, when you, when I, when I remember hearing that and being in social media, it's like, and this is like the era of vine happening, like quick, quick, fast flames, like all this stuff. And it sucked. It like really did suck. It was really low quality content. Uh-huh. And then like, yeah, vines are what four, four seconds, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four or five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then all of a sudden like cereal happens. Right. And then like everybody's moving to this platform and you have Rogan having these four hour conversations. <laughs> like epic long. Epic. Mm-hmm. It's breaking, it's breaking the, the rules at the time. But then it made me realize that those aren't the real rules. Like those are just like trends, like the rules it's the only one rule it's like how do humans behave and humans historically like you go back to the campfire days we talk for hours go back and to go, the stoa exactly <laughs> no literally exactly back to that and we talk for hours and mm-hmm. we like talk through really intense important conversation and thoughts and it's not just like clickbait it's not just like quick and all of that stuff just built to sell advertisements so this is where i started 
to get very, very, very into podcasts because I legitimately believe that its current form and then what I think it can become is going to be the form of media that actually actually is incentivized to create sincerity. And if we can find a way to monetize sincerity, as in make the incentives be more sincere, then we'll fundamentally shift the world. Hell yes. Oh, I'm so on board with this. Because, uh, you know, I want people to be honest. That's part of my mission is like, actually just telling it like it is, you know, and like really speaking from my heart rather than trying to put on a show or something. Without a doubt. And this probably mirrors, you know, the advent of radio and, um, and the shift that probably occurred culturally back then. I haven't really studied that, but you probably have, but, um, you know, do you know what I mean? Like the mass media in general. And I actually have studied that some, (laughs) but, um, this is just another gigantic shift in that and a growth in that. So what do you see doing? So it's not only like the reason why it's different and why like technology is is like software is eating the world and why it's so different is because now it's so much higher leverage. Like so what, much what higher that, leverage. So what, what that, that mean means exactly? is that like when you produce a podcast, like you can have three people working on a podcast mm-hmm. and it can go to millions of people. So the leverage, oh, totally. the lever that you see versus like, you know, like at the Washington Post, you know, hundreds, thousands of people work for it. Mm-hmm. So it's actually pretty low leverage. Like if you look at the amount of people working on the product, the amount of people it hits, like that yeah. to me okay. is like the leverage gotcha. you see, right? So we're and like so, this. Yeah. Podcasting is literally like insane. It's mm-hmm. like, it's Archimedes quote, like give me a lever long enough and I'll lift the world. Mm-hmm. Like Rogan lifted the world yeah. with like three people. Yeah. And I don't, th- I think that's like incredibly powerful. And what that allows for is it allows for more sincerity because then advertisers have less influence in what's going on. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the promise of like what I do, you're freer, you're freer, you're to- freer. you can be yourself. Mm-hmm. And one of the, one of the promises of what I do, cause I do do advertising for podcasts. It's like, look, I will like my promise to all my clients is that like, I will find you one ads that are in alignment with like what you actually like Two, if they like disagree with the topic you have, or if they, you know, and I have some controversial clients to be honest. So like <laughs> if, if they don't like, like what you're saying, what you're putting out, like I will immediately cut the contract and then I'll find a new one before your next episode goes out. Damn. So I can take the work out. And so we can figure out a way, especially during this time period before the tech is there to help us monetize sincerity is how do I make them like only be talking about products that they like only experiencing and like being truthful to their audience. So like it really resonates. They get a really high like return. Everybody kind of creates a win-win situation in like the current system that is. It's so funny too, to hear you say monetize sincerity. Cause like, there's always like a little bit of like this, um, uh, when you talk about money and mm-hmm. something like that, people go, Oh wait, that seems wrong. Yeah. You know, like putting money into sincerity or something. Yeah. Is that sincere at all? Yeah. Um, but I like that you're doing it because we need money to live and yeah. why shouldn't this we live? Game. Why shouldn't we live off of the good shit? For sure. And like, I think honestly, like I'm, I'm pretty capitalist and I think that like capitalism has done phenomenal <laughs> things. It's done horrible things. And like when we get bad incentives and we start to see a lot of like corruption in capitalism, which is like, you know, everything can be corrupted. But the the gift of it is, is like, I can start a company, like you can't do this in socialism. I can go start a company and I can try and build a technology that will align incentives that like, okay, we are going to have people be paid more when they are sincere versus when they're not and like align those in- incentives. Yeah. And that's the beauty of capitalism because it's a market. You can then go and like, okay, cool. I know enough people want this, this tool, this technology, like they're sick of having their data sold to Facebook. They're sick of like seeing these, like putting on the news and just seeing fear, 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 because fear sells better. Yes. Because if you're like unhappy and then you watch an ad for a pharmaceutical company, it's like, oh, that'll make me happy. You know what I mean? Like, and so like if they, like people are starting to wake up to that and they're going to want a better system. And we, because of like the freedom that we have, have the ability to build that better system. And so that's, that's where I kind of land on the capitalism. Get on that stoa. Yeah, for sure. 100%. <laughs> I love it. So what advice would you give to somebody that maybe is just like, uh, I, I want to get my message out. How do I get heard better? Would it be something along the lines of like, get tap into that sincerity? Yeah. So I think... Is it as simple as that? That's definitely a part of it. I think refinement is crucial though, right? Refinement. So refinement. Yeah. And so when I say that, it's like, you each person needs to get super clear if they're going to host a podcast, create a podcast of like, this is I am X. This is what I do. And this is how I serve the world. Yeah. And get really clear on that. And like you even you can look at like some of the best podcasters and they do that. They just like maybe don't say it that way in that marketing way. So this is like kind of a positioning statement is what yeah. we call in branding. And like if you look at Rogan, like, you know, he has like long form, sincere conversations. He talks about like 
he talks to like intellectuals. He talks about hunting. He talks about UFC and he has like six things that he kind of just like rotates through. Mm -hmm. And that, that's kind of creating his target market. And so I would get super clear on who you are, like what you do and how you do that to serve the world or your, or your audience. And it doesn't have to be that one thing. Like I usually recommend people have six things, especially in podcasts. Oh, they can cool. rotate through like six different topics. Mm -hmm. So like one podcast I'm working on right now, it's like talk about decentralization, centralization, blockchain, China, propaganda, um, and then like, uh, independent health. So like actually taking ownership over your health. So there's like all the podcasts are going to like go between those six topics. Mm -hmm. So what that does is you start to build a bunch of different niches and a bunch of different audience. So people will be like, Oh wait, you, you went in deep on China. So like all these China people are going to come listen and they stay because the next one's on decentralization or propaganda. It's like, Oh, that's kind of China related. I'm interested. And then they start to become a fan of you. Yeah. Because you, you're pulling all these people in. They're seeing your different perspective on like these different things. And you're being hopefully as sincere as you can, mm -hmm. as curious as you can. And then they start to become the fan of you. So like what in my mind, it all comes down to is how do you build like as many true fans as possible? Mm -hmm. and I think you do that by using leveraging guests to bring people's attention there, rocking that conversation and then having the next one be similar, but different. Yeah. So they become to start seeing you from different angles and becoming fans of you. Yeah. Um, and I just want to tack onto that, that <clears throat> sometimes you don't know those things right off the bat. And I like to encourage people to just go ahead and start for sure. because uh, for me, this thing has evolved. And even you saying the six things, I'm sitting here like, ah, what are my six things, you know, and I'm just kind of falling through. Is it like, you know, health and wellness habits, you know, podcasting, you know, like, uh, you know, that's good homework for me yep. as this evolves. And, you know, I get it more where I want it to be. But over the last seven years, since I've been doing in the podcasting world, um, off and on, you know, I've had to, I've had to find that. And sure. I just, I just want to say it's like your baby steps. It's yes. like, just allow the space for it to evolve a bit. And that's 100%. okay. Yes. Without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. And like, just start, right? It's just like, start. start putting content out immediately. Like just immediately <laughs> start yesterday. Go, and then, and then listen, you mm -hmm. know, and this is where like, because we're starting to get a lot more like access to data and podcasting, you can actually start to listen to your audience, you know, yeah. you start to see like, Oh, cool. Like, you know, people on Apple only listen to like 40% of this episode. What does that mean? And it doesn't mean the episode is bad, but it means something. And so yeah. start to see the signal through the noise, start to see what people like. And that wasn't an option before. And so it is now. And so, yes, there's a lot more podcasts, right? People say there's like 2 million podcasts now in the US, but like most of them are dead. They yeah. stopped going. So don't quit. Like keep yeah. going. Yeah. Set a schedule. Keep going. Mm -hmm. Persevere. You know, keep finding your voice. Keep iterating. Like really reflect. Listen to your own episodes in the beginning. Yeah. Be like, for okay, sure. cool. Like ask for feedback. Hard as that is. As hard as it is. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. One of my first episodes was with a friend who's had a podcast since 2007. He's or eight. It's called How Did I Get Here? John, mm -hmm. Do you know Johnny Gowdy? Mm -mm. <clears throat> it's here in Austin. And uh, I mean, he has stuck it out. And his advice is like, just keep going. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, that's a challenge, especially if you're doing it all yourself. For you sure. Know? It's definitely a challenge. But mm -hmm. in my mind, like, you know, being on podcasts, having podcasts is like the most fun thing in the world. And Me I too. I could just sit around and shoot the shit and, yeah. and learn um, and all the it's time. It's so important. It's literally, I think like, I th legitimately look at it as like a revolution. Like in my mind, the two things that you can do. I feel really validated right now. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think the two things that you can do to like revolt against like the powers that be are one, put your phone down. And two, have like yes, a very long sense of for sure, right? Yeah, like yes. that's the biggest revolt you can because like the war right now is for attention. Mm -hmm. If you choose to put your phone down and have attention around like what what you're doing around like yourself that day, like you are literally a revolt against like the system. <laughs> and the second thing is to have like a really long, good conversation, mm -hmm. and you can do it over podcast. And I think that that too is like a leading aspect of like how we can become more human again in the digital age, because like back to that like one rule that it didn't break is that this is what we've always done and now we can do it at scale yeah and then if we can figure out a way to allow audience members to interact too and have a voice then it's like oh wow like we now are breaking the bounds that were set by like dunbar's number and like all these other stuff like we are now actually shifting to the real rules and i think the real rules are like biological physical but then the emotional ties between humans. What do humans do? Just like you said, yeah. what have we always done? Yeah. Humaning. <laughs> Humaning. That's yeah. right. We did it 10,000 years ago, sitting by the fire, which is such a trip to me. Yeah. Cause, um, yeah. Um, my ex-husband actually read that book, uh, after the ice, I think it's called, mm. and it's about humans back then. And, uh, he was telling me about it and he was like, they were just like us. And I was like, hold up. They just like, they like laughed and made jokes and talked like this. And he's like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, 
I can't even like, that's so amazing. So yeah. that is just in us. That is in who us. we are. Yeah. And you feel it. Like, it's funny. A lot of my friends be like, oh, I don't have time for that podcast. I'm like, just put it on. And then they'll be like, oh, I finished it. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, I am so happy you came on. I felt like crying like five times during this and <laughs> for all different reasons. And I think it's just like, like, it just makes me feel like, yeah, this is right. This is, this is important. And so many times we can just feel like you're spinning your wheels, especially if you feel like you're not getting heard, you know, yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think just keep going because conversations matter. Yeah. And again, like people, this is one thing I do want to say to everybody who maybe is at that point where they're like, you know, there's only like a hundred people listening. Like, what am I doing? Like getting discouraged. Yeah, and they're I've like, been there, man. They probably look on Instagram and they go, there's like thousands of people here, blah, blah, blah. Like an Instagram human, like following you or like seeing your stuff is not the same as a podcast person listening to you. This person is now, you know, if you've done a hundred episodes is listened to, you know, 200 hours of your voice and your experience. Like they are here for you. And those hundred people matter. This is one thing I always like try to put in perspective with Aubrey when we started growing a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, we just had like 1.2 million downloads this month. I was like, wow, that's, and he was like, oh, cool, whatever. And I was like, <laughs> It's like, that is the equivalent. <laughs> I mean, like, can we go, like, let's be real have a here, meal? Right? That's yeah. exciting. I mean, I was like, dude, that is the equivalent of, and I just, I told him, like, this is the equivalent of the entire UT season being completely full. That's how many people that is. Wow. And they do it every month for four episodes. Like, let that sink in. We can change the world. Yeah. Like, this opportunity is fantastic. <laughs> and so, you know, make that small again. Like, if you have, you know, 100 people listening to every single episode, that is far past anybody in history has had the opportunity to speak to, like, largely yeah, Aristotle at that level. didn't have that. No, he didn't have that at all. <laughs> Literally at all. Like, right. Jesus didn't have that. Like, even, like, <laughs> George Washington probably didn't have access to that. Let's be honest. Because, like, like, you know, you talk mm-hmm. to your generals and it'll go down. Like, there wasn't a stadium at that time you could, like, fill. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, like... microphones. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, like, so powerful. And, like, I think it's always about getting your perspective correct, right? And it's, like, if you are actually changing those hundred people's lives, they listen every single week. Like you're one of the most impactful people in history. <laughs> like if you, you really get like are. realistic, right? Like we're like so blown away because technology has given us such like breath, mm-hmm. but like, that's not common. And like, that's not only is it like an honor, but it's a challenge and it's responsibility. And so like, you know, do it. And it, I think too, like, um, allowing, the one person that gives you feedback that this meant something to me to sit with that because, um, sometimes I won't get any feedback, Yeah, but sometimes, and like I do those meditations every week on Instagram and, um, sometimes just one person will say that one really helped me and meant something to me. And I've tried to like push myself into really just accepting that for one thing. And then just knowing, you know what, you did something that helped one person. Yeah. And who knows what ripple effect that is going to have in their lives. We don't know. 100%. Have that flow on effect. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I would encourage people too, if they're feeling that way, to maybe just sit like with the hundred or the one or the whatever you get, like just sit with that for a minute and know the impact that you don't even can't comprehend. Yeah. And in the beginning, that's the best way to grow too, just to talk about like how to grow, like that's how you do it because you <laughs> well, go, you are what you focus on. Exactly. It's like, yo, that <laughs> one person like felt moved. Oh, let me talk to them. Mm-hmm. What, what made you feel moved? Yeah. How do I do that again? How do I? Yeah. What would be something like you'd feel inclined to share it with your best friend? And then it's like, cool. Now we got two people being moved. Oh, sick. Now we have and they 10. tell two friends and exactly, they tell two friends. <laughs> exactly. That's how it happens. I always look at like one person joining like as a new listener of a podcast. It's like four to five people, right? If you do it correctly. That's bad. Because that's what it then becomes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do encourage people. I'm always like, share. If, if anybody just even pops up in your head, because I do that when I listen to podcasts, I'll have just like the most random person pop up sometimes. And I'm like, I'm just going to send it to them. Like, what the hell? Yeah. You know? 100%. Yeah. 100%. And then they can listen or not. It's their choice. But one thing I will say, like, and this is like learn from battle scars, is uh, as early as possible, have a place to start retaining your audience. So what I mean by that is moving them into a text like community platform or into a newsletter or someplace where... The call to action. Some sort 100%. of call to action where you have them because I've hemorrhaged audiences if Apple changes stuff. Like Apple, one time Apple changed something, we started losing like 30 to 50% of what our What they change? They basically... So two things happened. We added this new feature mm-hmm. as like an extra podcast a week that wasn't exactly the same as the other ones. 
And they started auto unsubscribing if you don't listen to like three podcasts in a row. So then we just stopped. Do they having, still do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like three to five, but yeah, they still do it. I didn't yeah, know that. Go look through your podcast app and look at one you haven't listened to on time and it'll be like, do you still want to download? And it won't have anything there. It won't have them downloaded, but exactly. I didn't know it was unsubscribing me. That's essentially what it is because oh. you're not being listened. Like it's not popping up in your feed anymore. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you got to stay on top of those things, but call to action is like crucial. Retention. Yeah. Pull people in. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, I want to give people a call to action for you. Um, the the journal that you mentioned that you did with Aubrey, I mean, I'm sorry, Eric Godsey. Yeah, yeah, uh, Freudian slip. How do people, <laughs> their names uh, kind of go together for me sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, which Eric's coming on soon. And so I just wondered if there's a way for people to find that. 100%. Yeah. So Eric will talk more about this for sure, but it's thedharmajournal.com. We'll put up a link too. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. Jump in that link. It's a it's fundamentally shifted like how I operate in the world. Um, mm-hmm. Incredibly powerful. We're so proud of it. Eric has a gift for guided meditations. Like this is his calling. Like without a doubt of all things I've watched him do. We've been friends for quite a long time now. Like mm-hmm. very deep in like this is his calling. And I've we, done some with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Live. Mm-hmm. We've uh, we've moved that into this system that I'm obsessed with called Notion, which is an incredibly agile, like no code system to build a journal that's dynamic and grows with you. So we kind of looked at like what do people dislike about journals? And it's like, Hey, they're too rigid. Like they don't like to do everything that like they say Mm -hmm. can't have access to it anywhere. It doesn't integrate into their daily life. And so as I was building kind of the perfect journal for me on notion, I showed Eric is like, dude, we need to build this for your audience. Like this is something that will be incredibly powerful. And so we've done that using kind of his vision of what journaling should be for his audience. You go through six guided meditations, you look at your perfect day, your worst day. And then you go and you build this temple in your brain. That's like literally I was there today. And it's like a physical place that I go visit. And I sit with my Damon that is Mewtwo, uh, the Pokemon. <laughs> and like, I just it, like absorb the energy from him and like get in like pure alignment in this temple that I've built with like all of my goals and callings and things that I want to like do in my life. I want to do that. It's so fun. Yeah. I'll get you a link for sure. It's, oh, it's I'm, so I'm going to go get it. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. do it and I'm going to talk about it on here and tell my progress. So everyone it's... keep listening because I'm definitely going to actualize that. Awesome. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so I've heard stories about that kind of envisioning too. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's very, interesting. It's very similar to the uh, memory palace. Have you heard the concept of that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. very similar to that. So now we have, except for it's more like an emotional memory palace. It's like, how do I remember the state that I want to be in? Like, how do I remember the goals that I have for my life? How do mm-hmm. I remember like the energetic field, the gravitational creation, as I call it, that I want to be in? And literally, like, I'll go deep into the. And I usually do this during breath work, like okay. during my breath holds. So I do like I'm trying to surf a big wave. It's like a goal in my life. And so mm-hmm. I'm trying to get up to like five minute breath holds. So I'm usually around like 330. Sure. And so when I'm there, I'm down in the temple and like I'm just like like Mewtwo is just shooting energy into me. And I'm just like powering up. So <laughs> yeah, it's pretty woo. <laughs> That's but. badass. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm woo. I'm yeah. woo. Um, awesome. Is there anything else that you want to share before we before we wrap up today? Because this has been a really, I got to say, just a huge thank you. For sure. Thank you. I mean this has just been a wonderful conversation and I'm just so thrilled that it's recorded and shared with the world or that one person or whatever it is. For sure. Um, I guess the one thing I would say would be if you have any questions for me about podcasts, go leave uh, Amy five stars and write the question in the review and (laughs) I'll go hit those. (laughs) Hell yeah. That's a win-win right there. Absolutely. Thank you. That's so generous and kind. Um, and everybody can find you at Modern Stoa. ModernStoa.co, um, on Twitter, Consumer Sky. And that's probably where I do most of my oh, is it? socialing. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Consumer Sky, SKY. Consumer SKY. SKY, yeah. That's right. Sky King. And then uh, if they want to find you on Instagram, I am a Sky King. I am a Sky King. Yeah, I have my uh, little cartoon of me and my little dog, Appa, going to the astral. So <laughs> <laughs> that's how he knows me. It's so sweet. So um, thank you. For I just sure. thank you from the bottom of my heart. Really incredible. Yeah, I'm You're excited. just an incredible human. And just to see what things transpire and you gravitationally create is going to be <laughs> really fucking awesome. Thank you. I'm excited to you know work more with you and let's do this thing. Me too. For yeah, sure. absolutely. Thank you, Sky. Of course. Seize the day. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much to our guest, Sky King. Remember that you can find him at modernstoa.co or on Twitter at ConsumerSky or on Instagram at I am a sky king. And if you feel so called, share it with a friend. And if you have a question for him, don't forget, hit the five stars and ask it in the, in the reviews 
on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. So thank you again, just for being here and for showing up for yourself, because that's really what you're doing here. You're showing up for yourself. You're showing yourself that you want to learn, that you are curious, that you are listening, that it makes a difference in life. That's why I listen to podcasts. You know, it, it hones my sincerity and my voice and my message and my purpose which is really to lift your voice up. I mean it. That is that is my purpose. To use my voice to lift yours up. But you know what? I didn't realize that for a long time. It took me time to get there and to even understand how my puzzle pieces fit together. You know, I talk about that all the time. And it still is going to get refined more. I am 100% certain of that. Uh, I also want to start ending these like I said, everything evolves, right? Organically. And I realized that I really wasn't bringing affirmations, which are such a part of my life to these podcasts. And so I want to do that more. And so um, the affirmation that I feel called to share this week, and then I just want to offer to you, tailor it in your own way, make it yours. <laughs> it actually fits with the affirmation. And the affirmation is my unique voice matters. It does. Whatever you're using your voice for, even if it's being with your family or, you know, at work, whatever it is, or maybe you're going bigger with a podcast, or maybe you have dreams where you have a message to share. You want to create a course or something like that. Your unique voice matters. My unique voice matters. And I encourage you to say that out loud and write it down on a post-it note, put it on your mirror, whatever you need to do. Your unique voice matters. My unique voice matters. That's a beautiful thing. You can feel it in your heart. Don't ever doubt it. Because <laughs> it's just a fundamental truth. Period. Just like Sky said too. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter. It's at amyedwards.com. And thank you to our crew at Hot Pie Media. So grateful. And thank you to you for showing up for you. It's badass. So... Till next time, peace, love, joy, health, wealth, abundance, love, all the good stuff to you and yours. Till next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this show, please rate and review. It totally matters. And I encourage you to spread the love too and share this episode with a friend if you feel called. Find me and my newsletter sign up at amyedwards.com. And you can also connect with me on Instagram at realamyedwards or in Clubhouse at amyedwards or write to me. It's amy at amyedwards.com.